probably um, that was like 22, 23. Then I started that uh, my weight loss journey. It probably wasn't until um, closer in my 30s that I thought, well, you know, this journey that I've gone on, it's been such a slow process because all I did was like experiments for my else for myself. I never got a health coach for myself. I was just doing it on my own. And so I would research and learn something new, learn new foods to add in, um, some foods that might not be, you know, so great. I was into working out, you know, um, it was through my journey, but not until my 30s that I thought, well, maybe as much as I struggled through this process, maybe I could help others so they don't have to struggle as much, you know, kind of get them in the right direction um, so they don't it doesn't have to take them a whole decade you know to do what i did so that's when the the thought became well maybe i could help others Welcome back to a new episode on the Truth That Heals podcast. I'm with a special guest coming all the way from San Antonio, health coach Lori Rager. Lori, how are you doing today? I'm great. Good morning, Ryan. So good to see you. It's so good to see you. And I see that you are into health. Uh, How long have you been uh, practicing as a health coach for? Well, I have left my corporate job about a year ago now, so I've been doing it full-time for a year, Um, but I've been doing it part-time another five years, so six years total. Six years total. So, wow, that's um, quite an achievement in life that you've left your corporate job and now you're doing it full-time. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. I feel like I'm really living my purpose now, so it feels good. Awesome. I I love to hear that, that you feel that you're living your purpose. And I know that health is something very, very important for many of the listeners. It's something very important to me as well. Um, I've always been on my health journey and I've gone through ups and downs. And one of the reasons why I did this podcast, The Truth That Heals, is to find health in different, different perspectives on health, not just healing from the cult, you know, as you know, my, my journey, but I also want to heal from, from all sides and health nutrition is something that I really value very much. I've known you for quite a few years now, and it's so good to have you on the show to talk about health. So, uh, before we, we really even get started, uh, talking about your practice and the work that you do, I wanted to ask you some personal questions, if that's okay. Absolutely. Not, not too personal, but we're just, like, just just to get to understand, uh, were you always with the mindset of, you know, health and having a uh, a healthy body, healthy mind? Did you grow up with that kind of mindset or were you more of an unhealthy living an unhealthy lifestyle growing up? Well, I definitely, I think that um, I've had my ups and downs as everybody does. Um, I, in high school, I can remember being body conscious and trying to eat in a way that was 
low calorie. That was my mindset in high school, you know, to eat uh, as little as possible and exercise, you know, so that was my mindset then. Um, and then I got in a relationship who um, happened to be my ex-husband. And when I get in that relationship, as many of us do, we start going out to eat, you know, we're going to the movies, eating popcorn, whatever. And so he had the um, belief that I was beautiful no matter what, no matter my size, which I really appreciated that. It helped me um, love myself and my body um, as well. But over time, this eating out and um, getting into unhealthy habits uh, really made me start packing on the weight. So I gained about 60 pounds within a couple of years. And um, I didn't really have the realization that it was creeping up because I was like trying to ignore it, you know, I'm just trying to love my body. But uh, I got on the scale and, and at that point I was 60 pounds from the last time I weighed myself. And I was shocked, you know, I was just like, okay, I have to do something, you know, because not only is the weight 60 pounds make me look different, I was not being able to go through the day without napping. I was exhausted all the time. I would go to school for a couple hours and I would have to sleep a couple hours. You know, my health was declining, even though I was only in my twenties, you know? Um, so at that point I decided, okay, I've got to get back to, you know, at least take out the fast food. Okay. At least like minimize the eating out in the restaurants. Um, and so that's kind of how, how that process started. And very slowly, I started to lose the weight. Um, but I was doing it on my own. So I didn't have a lot of direction. I was just kind of um, experimenting, you know, with eating um, no chips, add carrots, you know, uh, very basic things. Um, and this helped me lose weight, but it was a very slow process. So let, um, so let, let me get this straight. So when you were young, when you were still growing up, you didn't really have an unhealthy lifestyle. It was only when you were a grown up that you started to see, to see the weight kind of start packing on. True. Yes. When I was younger, my mother was really good at um, making us meals. She always had uh, very balanced meals. She had a, a protein, she had a starch and she had a vegetable, you know, every, every dinner that we had was very balanced. So Whereas health wasn't like ingrained in us, we did eat balanced. Um, so my weight issues didn't start until I think later on in high school. Okay. And then, so when you started to, to see the weight gain, what was the first thing that, that you changed or that you, you decided to do to change that? I think the main thing I knew for sure was the fast food. Um, we were, we relied heavily um, our meals on fast food, at least once a day, we were going through some sort of drive through. Um, I can remember, you know, uh, Taco Cabana tacos at 3am, you know, like that kind of stuff. So, you know, that was easier um, to take away the fast food. Also, big thing was I was a soda drinker. So that I took, took out and not only did um, I was suffering from UTIs, um, bladder infection, kidney infections. When I took out the sodas, all of those stopped. So uh, I took out fast food, I took out sodas, and then the weight just started coming off um, slowly. 
And so as you were on this journey, making these small changes, when did it occur to you or when did the thought cross your mind? You know what? I want to be a health coach. Did that, was mm-hmm. that already part of the journey or did that come after? What it really was, it was really probably, um, that was like 22, 23. Then I started that, uh, my weight loss journey. It probably wasn't until, um, closer in my thirties that I thought, well, you know, this journey that I've gone on, it's been such a slow process because all I did was like experiments for my house, for myself. I never got a health coach for myself. I was just doing it on my own. And so I would research and learn something new, learn new foods to add in, um, some foods that might not be, you know, so great. I was into working out, you know, um, it was through my journey, but not until my thirties that I thought, well, maybe as much as I struggled through this process, maybe I could help others so they don't have to struggle as much, you know, kind of get them in the right direction um, so they don't, it doesn't have to take them a whole decade, you know, to do what I did. So that's when the the thought became, well, maybe I could help others. And so that came a little bit later on. So yeah, do- it, it was probably closer in my thirties that I, I started thinking about doing it for other people. So you mentioned that one of your habits was going every day to Taco Cabana or to another <laughs> drive-through. For those yeah. who aren't in Texas, Taco Cabana yeah. is like it's 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 like a Taco Bell kind of thing, but uh-huh. uh, it's it's oh. just a little bit it's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those I who would say aren't, better. It, I, I think <laughs> so. I, think so Taco... no, I would say better. Um, <laughs> you know, but it yeah, it's the it's a fast food version of Mexican food. Um, but it's good and it's so cheap. So <laughs> it's, it's affordable. It's very, very yeah. good food. And, but Hey, uh, they're not sponsoring us. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would, but, I would never. <laughs> but anyways, um, you mentioned how that was one of your routines going yeah. at least once a day. Um, what did you do to kind of curve that routine? Did you make new routines, new habits? Did you have some kind of a, exercise that you would do to help you stop doing that? Well, I think that um, I, at first it's just like, well, it's first you start off with willpower, right? You you know that this is something that you have to do um, to, you know, to stop the cycle. And so that um, momentum that you have, that willpower at first, because you got on the scale and you saw that number and you're like freaked out and it's like, you, you have to do something. Um, but it's, it's difficult because I was living with somebody who didn't have any kind of, um, care (laughs) of their weight. So it is at first, you just have to set those boundaries with people who are in your life that don't have any kind of, uh, want to do the same for themselves. So whereas he had no problem going through drive throughs he has no issue with his weight or his health. I just have to keep on, um, you know, setting those boundaries like, no, I'm not going to eat this. You know, even though you're going to go through the drive through I'm not going to get this food. I'm going to eat at home, you know, and that is it's really tough at first, you know, to create those boundaries, whereas people just assume that you're going to eat with them or drink with them. Um, 
but you have to start creating those boundaries for yourself. And I think you mentioned a little earlier that you were also, um, you were doing a lot of research on like what ingredients to buy and was, was cooking healthy. Was that ever part of your, uh, of your lifestyle before you started gaining the weight or you had no, no concern regarding, regarding that? Yeah, that's, that's a good point because, you know, I went from, um, you know, living at my parents' house where my mother made meals, you know, in high school and whatnot. And I was fed these, these, uh, balanced meals to moving out. I moved out when I was 18 years old. And so, you know, when you're just 18 years old and you're just trying to figure it out, like I didn't know how to cook. And that's, that's probably what, um, lent itself to all the fast food and going to out eat, you know, restaurants and whatnot. I never learned how to cook. Um, so this situation, me wanting to lose weight and eat healthier, um, you know, made me have to learn how to cook something, you know, uh, it started so simple and, and not going to lie. I probably cook like this sometimes as still, you know, it's like hamburger meat, chopped up vegetable, put it all together. That's a meal. You know, my fast food now is a salad. You know, it's, it's like I go home and I can make that salad or I can make that dinner. That's like how I live always. It's like five minute meals, you know, hamburger meat, vegetable, you know, you, you learn how to cook, but I still learn, um, and create meals that are super, super simple. So your your journey to becoming a health coach wasn't just, I got to lose weight. It was, I need to change my entire lifestyle, correct? Mm, right, yeah. Well, that's because that's the only way to do it, you know? It starts off with small little changes, and but it kind of perpetuates itself into your whole life uh, is is changing. So now can you walk us through how was the process when you decided to become a health coach? Was it you just went to school and it, it was just mm-hmm. a, a one month thing or mm-hmm. was was there more involved? Yeah. Um, so at the time, I've always been in some sort of uh, counselor, uh, therapy some version of that since high school, which uh, I'm an advocate to always getting help on the mental, emotional um, side. Uh, And I had a counselor at the time who, you know, picked up on my passion for this, you know, nutrition, working out. And she was the one that actually suggested like, what if, you know, you become a health coach? And it's like, oh, well, that's, that's amazing idea. Um, I'm not one to, um, have a thought and jump for it. You know, I have to, it takes time to process it and digest it and see what would that look like for me. Um, and I did some research and programs and I found a program that, um, sounded like, um, it worked for me, things that I was interested in learning more about. Um, so I, I signed up for that program and it, I think it took about a year, um, to complete it, but I enjoyed the whole process. It was like, you know, if you could go back and do it all over again, um, you know, right again, right out of high school, 
I went to college and just picked something, you know, because what 18 year old really knows what they want to do for the rest of their lives, you know? Um, but if I could have gone back and, you know, really done something like I got my degree, four-year degree and what I was learning in my thirties, I would have, that would have been great because I loved every minute of it. But it wasn't just in your thirties or late twenties when you felt this, this need to become a health coach already as a teenager, you already kind of felt that pull towards, towards health and coaching others. Well, no, in high school, um, no, in high school, because what I ended up getting my degree in, I, I think what you're referring to, I got my degree in information systems. So I got my degree in computers and, and stuff I was good at, but it definitely wasn't like passion, my passion. So yeah, in high school, I had, I had no idea that I would want to be a health coach. I was just, you know, being a teenager, uh-huh. okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, eating fast food and thinking that was fine. <laughs> so how was the journey like for you when you started taking the classes on, on health and, and becoming a health coach? Uh, how did it feel when you finally went through that class and became a certified health coach? Oh yeah. I was just so proud, you know, and um, because I took the risk of doing something like that and I completed it. And like I said, I loved every minute of it learning, um, you know, uh, what, what I think the the course that I went through um, really, uh, pointed out and something that I didn't really um, realize, you know, that I learned on my own is how much uh, emotional component um, there is into, it's not just what we eat and working out. I mean, it's, it's so much more, it's so much more of our stress levels, you know, what we've gone through trauma wise, um, you know, what we're holding on to that's that course really just started to open my eyes on the bigger picture of it all. And earlier you mentioned that uh, just a year ago, you've uh, tra- you've you've left your corporate job to focus on this full-time, but right. that before that you were working part-time for five years? Correct. Yes. Um, how did it feel when you were able to, even in that part-time, I know it's you have two things going on, but how were you able to balance uh, having a full-time job and also doing, doing your health coach practice. Right. Well, at, at the beginning, um, I was in a particular position to where I did have a lot more free time. Um, so trying to balance it outside of work was working for a short while. Um, you know, I had my clients on my, on the side, I did my full-time job, you know, all as well. Um, you know, having one or two clients, on the side just to, um, just to keep that going. Um, but then fortunately slash, unfortunately I took a manager position at my firm and then my free time or free mental capacity, um, to do the health coaching on the side kind of closed in. Um, I wasn't able to put as much effort into the health coaching, um, that I would need to, to, you know, maintain clients. So that really fell to the wayside for a couple years. I just had, you know, maybe one client here and there um, with the management position. That's that was my focus, you know, being this manager of this department. Um, 
it was through quarantine, you know, we had a lot of work-life balance and everything was hunky-dory at the firm, but then I had to go back full time. And so whereas it was a whisper and always a plan of mine to eventually get out of this job to do full health coaching full time, I went back um, from being quarantined into the office and that whisper really started to be a shout and it got louder and louder to where I just realized that if this is what I'm going to do with my life, being a health coach, that I just had to let that all go. And I had to, you know, jump in full feet first, <laughs> how they say, and uh, just go for it. So, so I did it. Uh, I quit my corporate job of 17 years and, and this is my main focus. Now, real quick, because I think that's a very important part of your of your story. Um, mm -hmm. How you you mentioned just you know you made that decision. You felt it wasn't a whisper; it became a shout. But there mm -hmm. are so many people, even you know, you know me. We've all had our ups and downs in life, and there might be like a nudge where I say, "Hey, it's time to move on to something bigger. It's time to hey, you've already done mm -hmm. so much work." go follow your passion. But there is this thing called fear. Mm. How, how did you say the hell with the fear? I'm going to do what I have to do. Like what, what did you do or what were your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt. Fear is, is, is real with regards to, you know, um, what would our lives look like if we didn't have the fears that are holding us back? Um, and I was fear, I was afraid all the way through. Um, but at the time I had my own health coach um, that was assisting me and knowing that this is what I wanted to do. So I had somebody, um, you know, really cheering me on and, and not just her, but my whole friend base, my whole friend base knew this is what I wanted to do. So they encouraged me um, I have some really great friends that kind of went before me. They quit their corporate jobs, um, you know, and were successful. And I could see that they survived. They were doing fine. They were happier. So it was, uh, you know, it wasn't just me getting over my fears. I, I really did have great support behind me to, you know, emotionally give me that nudge that I was going to be okay. So you just said that you also have a health coach. So, yes. so a part of me thought that uh, maybe I'm being naive or just ignorant that once you're a health coach, you got it made, you know what to do. What is the importance of a health coach having a health coach? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a great point. None of us are doing this on our own, you know, um, just because I put myself forward to help others doesn't mean that I have it all figured out by all means. I just want to be able to help, you know, people get to where I've gotten, not saying that I'm already there. You know, I'm this life is long and we're all trying to improve ourselves um, in our own ways. You know, we're constantly in a place of growth. And this is, this life, we're never going to get there, you know, wherever there is. It is constant growth. So, um, you know, definitely I need somebody to encourage me. I need to have accountability for myself. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm... I'm any different to be able to help people get, you know, to where they need to go. 
it's, um, I would question any coach or therapist or counselor that aren't, that isn't doing their own work, you know, because this kind of, um, being a coach or being a therapist, being a counselor, it's kind of can get heavy sometimes, you know, you, you listen to people and what they're going through. Um, so you need to have mo modalities to process that, you know, to where you're good, you know, so you need to make sure that you're working on yourself actually even more so, so you can be, um, a space for, for somebody to, uh, for you to help them. And you said something which I think is uh, very important, uh, constant growth. So mm -hmm. I see that your practice has really evolved and it's really been growing, not only with the nutritional side, but I see that you're also getting into this thing called, and correct me if I'm mispronouncing it, bioenergetics. That is uh, correct. Can you fill us in? What is bioenergetics? Sure, Absolutely. Um, it's kind of, yeah. So, so my health coaching, like you said, has had, um, uh, different varieties and, and it's been a process, um, to get me where I'm at now. Um, I mentioned, you know, with the course that I take, I, I took, it uh, brought in the emotional components of, of this whole thing that it's not just about the eating, um, and working out, um, the emotional components, um, kind of brought me into bioenergetics and joining the practice that I'm in right now, which is holistic wealth. Um, bioenergetics basically is just the study of how cells utilize energy. And so we have um, all these cells in our bodies, right? And if you're feeling great, um, that's because your cells have good energy in them. They're high voltage. And when we're not feeling so great, it's because our cells are low energy, low voltage. And so over time, if our cells have low energy, low voltage, then that is when we have disease coming in, you know, over time, it's not um, the emotional component, any trauma that somebody might have lends to the low energy in the cells, the low voltage. And so that's where our physical ailments come into play and dis-ease. So with bioenergetics, we're, we're studying how the, the cells utilize energy. And with our um, body field testing that we do in, at our practice, that allows us to see any energy blockages that you have within your body. And so therefore, we can send your body the frequencies that it needs to get those cells energized um, and getting you feeling better. Okay, this might sound like way off, but um, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Patch Adams? I haven't. Okay, it's uh, it's uh, like a '90s film with Robin Williams, and I, I haven't I haven't seen this recently. But all that you're saying about the cells and the trauma and how it lends itself to being open to disease, it really mm -hmm. reminded me of this film. And I could be off, but I haven't seen it since the '90s. But what mm -hmm. I remember is that. Um, spoilers for those who haven't seen Patch Adams. Uh, he's a doctor who goes to see people who are terminally ill. And yeah. what he does is he he gives them laughter to kind of change mm. the change the energy because it mm. it really it really changes the person. Uh, so would you say that um, 
are, are you trying to bring joy to to your clients is it something like that where you're changing their attitude or is it is there something totally different am i way off like can you explain no, to us? that's that's a beautiful example because that's a beautiful example of energy because um you you hear the uh you know people uh, have low vibes or high vibes you know when you're around somebody you can feel kind of their energy of you know they're in a bad mood or you're around somebody and and they're in a good mood and that makes you feel good. I mean, that's literally the energy exchange that we all have. Um, and so in our practice, kind of both. So there's an aspect of um, talking to the person, you know, seeing where they're at um, emotionally, what are their stressors in their life? What is the, their energy levels? What is their digestion like? You know, and there's gonna be a component of um, counseling um, the person as to what they can do in their life better to be more uplifted, to have more joy in their life. Um, there's that component. And then there's the component that we actually scan the person with a device to see what energy blockages they might have within their body. And then we lay them down and put them on, put on nice meditation music and then I run a device on their body in their different points of uh, their meridians to send their body the frequencies that it is looking for for that day. And so the combination of that is really what gets people feeling so much better. Okay, so it's it's not just um, not just the device alone, but like you mentioned, it's talking to the person, trying to understand what their their vibes are or frequency. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's just like a, a counseling component, you know, it's, um, you know, just talking to people with what they're going through, you know, what, how is their work life? How is their relationships? Um, giving them different tools and techniques that um, could help them, you know, during times of stress. Um, we also do um, box flower remedies, which is um, flower essence, I make them tinctures that work on the particular emotions that they might be going through. Um, so we just kind of hit it in many different angles to get the person, um, you know, feeling better, more high vibe. And how has this um, evolved your, your practice? I mean, like how, like how much of an impact has it made on the work that you do, including bioenergetics in your toolbox? Right. So it's kind of like, you know, before I was just coaching based on just talking to somebody and giving them meal plans and, and whatnot, and, and talking a little bit about their stressors, but I feel like adding bioenergetics into my practice was able to like kind of shortcut a lot of this stuff, you know, whereas I'm just kind of just trying to talk to somebody through, um, you know, whatever they're going through. I have um, a, a modality now that kind of circumvents all the talking and is able to send these frequencies to their body um, to get them feeling better faster. And uh, have the clients, have they um, given you like any feedback? And if so, like, can you share some of that? Sure. Yeah. Um, I've had amazing turnarounds and, and just to add, I'm, I'm working on humans and animals so um, I, I really enjoy adding the animal um, aspect to it. Um, but with, um, with humans, 
uh, uh, just a particular client that's coming to mind. Um, she came to me just because she was struggling emotionally. She had a lot of pain. Um, she was diagnosed with MS several years ago. So, you know, all of the symptoms that have come up because of that. Um, you know, I started working with her and yeah, she just wanted to feel better, like less pain, um, get more emotionally grounded. Um, she happened to be not in the most positive relationship at the moment. And so I just started seeing her weekly and, um, her digestion started to improve. You know, she didn't, she wasn't going to the bathroom every day. She was going like once every three days. And so we started working that, you know, that was coming up on the scan, her digestive um, system. So we started sending her the signals, giving her the frequencies that she needed on a weekly basis. And this wasn't even our intention, but over time, several months, she lost almost 20 pounds. And so, whereas she wasn't coming to me even for weight loss, that wasn't her main goal. Um, but that was a wonderful, happy side effect that she experienced, um, along with being more emotionally grounded. And um, she made some major changes in her life over, over that time. Um, and she was, she was really happy, you know, with the weight loss. But it was unexpected because, because when you balance the body, the body does what it needs to do to heal. We don't have to force the body into doing the things. It's you balance the body and then it takes care of you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, very powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So you mentioned you take care of humans and also uh, dogs or uh, is it just dogs, cats? Um, I've only had dog clients. I have not yet to have a cat client, but, um, well, I say that, um, my mango who just passed in June, he was my, um, my cat client. He was, they, they said, um, you know, a year ago that he probably wouldn't last another month. And then I pro then he lasted a whole nother year because I went home and started treating him, um, Right away, you know, right away, right away. You know, he was 18 years old. He was, he lived a long life, but, uh, but uh, other clients has only been dogs. Yeah. And is this only um, in person or do you also do this like through uh, not social media, but like, do you also do like, like online? Um, online is definitely possible. I have not um, had, not with animals, animals would have to be in person. Um, humans, I would be able to do virtual calls for sure. And are you still open to having more clients or? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still growing my business. You know, it's been a year. Um, and, and yeah, more, the more, the more. (laughs) Okay. And so where can people find your, your business? 
Um, we are on all three platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok um, under Holistic Wealth Essay, um, Holistic and then Wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, and then SA for San Antonio. Um, that is also our website, www.holisticwealthsa.com. And if there are people from outside of Texas, are you able to work with them as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, uh, we can scan, um, voice scan, and then I would be able to go over them, uh, their scan and, and talk to them about what's coming up for them, um, virtually for sure. Okay. Um, that sounds very, very helpful so that people can, can find you and your practice, uh, just to kind of start wrapping things up for those who are struggling, who are in, uh, desperate times where they feel that things are just, they can't overcome their struggles with weight loss or not even weight loss, but with, with their own health. Uh, what words of advice uh, or words of hope can you give them? Yes. Um, we've all been through it. You know, it's, I'm no exception to the rule. I've struggled with my own emotional, mental, um, physical health. Um, we all are on this trampoline of life and sometimes we jump down and it feels so low, but always know that we are going to rebound even higher. You know, every struggle is a lesson and, um, and, uh, you will always prevail. I think that it is always helpful that if you can reach out to somebody else, um, when we're feeling low, Sometimes we don't want to reach out. Our feelings are that we want to isolate. Um, I think it's if you can hire a coach to really get to um, what's going on with you, you know, is, is the ultimate. Somebody can help you through this time. Um, but regardless, when even when you don't feel like you want to, always reach out to somebody else because having that outside perspective can really get you out of whatever you're going through thank you so much Lori. i think that was very um very helpful to me and to the audience and to everyone watching on this youtube or those who are listening on the podcast platforms thank you so much i've been your host ryan anthony hernandez with special guest Lori rager and you've been listening to the truth that heals podcast have a good day